on this episode, Chris and I have a special guest, Nick Minacucci from E Accountable. Um, Chris, this was he was great to talk to. Yeah, he's good. He's one of our Solozo uh, clients, so he's he's very knowledgeable. He gives a lot of good information here. And what I like is they're not just an Amazon agency; they're more of like a e-commerce agency. So there's a lot of cool mm -hmm. tips he gives uh, in this interview, which is which is super helpful. Yep. All right, everybody, let's listen in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 26 of Two Amazon Sellers in a Microphone. Today, Chris and I have a very special guest. We got Nick Minacucci. Did I get that right? Said you got it. There you yeah. go. Nick Minacucci from E Accountable, uh, and Nick, we're so excited to have you on. This is uh, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, thanks, man. I know uh, you guys are wearing that Chiefs jerseys and shirts, but Oh yeah. yes, we'll 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 let that slide. No, we well, no, we're gonna talk about it. So you know, I think he's a I think he's an Oakland fan, and we may not be a Raiders fan. Yeah, I am yeah. born and raised in Oakland, California. Big Raider fan. Uh, so that was really nice a couple weeks ago when we beat you guys. That was really cool. I don't uh, remember that. I don't remember that. I, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I'll tell you what. Uh, and Nick, you work for E Accountable, which is based out of Denver. So right. we've almost got the entire AFC West covered here. We do. Uh, That's right. That's right. Uh, there yeah. you go. So yeah, but enough enough football, um, Nick. This uh, we're excited just to pick your brain here. Uh, e accountable. We'll let you just talk yeah. about it, but it's a great agency. Um, Solozo works with e accountable. We'll talk about um, more of that, but just to, to let just to get started. Just tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into the e-commerce space, and then evolve that into uh, e-accountable and what that does. Yeah, I think it was, uh, you know, the me getting into Amazon was sort of kind of right place, right time. But I'll take you back to, you know, graduating from University of Denver back in 2017, so a little over three years ago, actually. Uh, I was very fortunate to be able to get a job working at e-accountable. It was like... Uh, six seven days after college so i just hit the ground running and you know you know you guys know in college right it's they teach you a lot about problem solving but they don't necessarily teach you the ins and outs of like a how to run campaigns and how to you know optimize content and things like that so for me i was looking for a place that i could really try to hone in on those skills the more technical skills the things that are more day-to-day um, as opposed to you know the problem solving that I learned in school, which was super helpful, of course. But um, you know, eAccountable seemed like the right place for that, being a kind of full service digital agency. So you know, I, I did want to have a kind of a breadth of experience and a breadth of you know different channels to play with. And so you know, eAccountable was a great fit. And um, you know, I came in and again in summer of 2017, and it wasn't until beginning of 2018. Um, we got our first Amazon opportunity and again, it just kind of right place, right time, you know, and we had an, an account that we were working with on the affiliate side that, uh, we were doing some really great work with, um, we were doing some paid search for them as well. And, you know, they had an Amazon account and they were doing like $60,000 or so a month and they had no one managing it. So they said, you know, Hey, you guys are doing well for us on these other channels. You know, you want to take a look at Amazon and me being the, 
you know, the new guy there and me being like the, you know, the guy with the least amount of responsibility, it was quickly, you know, yeah, Nick will take care of that. It sounds good. Like we'll, we'll learn Amazon, Nick will figure it out. Right. So I was thrown into this account at, you know, again, a live account, $60,000 a month. So, you know, good volume. And I have no idea what I'm doing. Right. I'm just like literally thrown in there. Uh, so those first few months were pretty hectic um, in terms of trying to figure out Amazon and understanding it. Um, and there was definitely some hurdles, right? Because, you know, that trial by fire, I think, is a great way to learn. But again, you it, it really challenges you um, and it really requires you to learn fast and, and try to learn again as, as much as you can um, by doing. So we we took over this account and we ended up growing it a lot. Uh, again, 2018, January, they were at 60,000 in sales. When we hit 2019 in January, they were at over $300,000 in sales. So really big growth. Um, but at the same time, we didn't necessarily know exactly what was causing this. Was it, you know, did I have some sort of secret sauce that I figured out? Was it, you know, just an amazing client or was it a combination of both? We just didn't really know. So, you know, the only way to really test that was to bring on more clients and invest our from our agency side more into Amazon and and see if the structures and the, the strategies that we set up that first time will work for everyone else. And, you know, I can say now, you know, we've got over 20 clients on Amazon that we manage and, you know, uh, the strategy holds the strategy holds up. And so we're, we're really pleased with the work we've been able to do. And we still have a ton to learn, right? I mean, it's like, there's so much in Amazon, you know, I'm sure this is why you guys are doing podcasts, right? There's things to learn constantly. Uh, so, you know, there's, it's continual learning, but um, it's just been a blast working on Amazon. And, you know, I kind of lead up our team, uh, our Amazon team at eAccountable. And it's just, it's, it's so fast paced. It's so fun getting to work on the agency side and see a bunch of different brands and, and their categories and their strategies. I mean, it's just, again, it's just so much learning. And, you know, it's, I'm really fortunate in that sense to be put in that position. That's awesome. That's really cool. Now, tell us a little bit more about um, everything that eAccountable offers. You know, there's, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the people you work with, obviously, they're not just focused on Amazon, they're focused on every possible aspect of their business. So, um, yeah, what what is eAccountable? What's the full scope of what eAccountable e provides to to your clients? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we are a full service agency. Um, we were founded 20 years ago, um, and we've really been helping brands sell more online for the past two decades. Uh, we started as an affiliate marketing agency. That's sort of our bread and butter. Um, and over the past uh, five to eight years or so, we've expanded our service line. Um, trying to be more of partners instead of a, a service offering, right? Just instead of being this one-off channel guy, right? We are now, we're trying to be partners and, and manage multiple services and be more consultative for our clients and help them make the right decisions for real sustainable growth. Um, so, you know, we manage, uh, you know, obviously marketplaces. So Amazon, Walmart, eBay, uh, we, we have brands that we work with on the SEO side, help with website optimizations. We'll do paid search, right? Google, Bing, Yahoo, Gemini, even sometimes. Um, but that's not high volume, but we do it. We do do it sometimes, but, uh, you know, we do paid social again, we consult. Um, so pretty much anything in the digital space, we try to have a, a foot in or, or know where we can help. Uh, and if we can't, then we know, you know, other agencies that may be able to support. Um, we do have a new president uh, at eAccountable. I don't even think I, I mentioned that to you 
uh, Dustin, but we have a new president. He came, he came from Ogilvy. Um, so I don't know if you guys are familiar with Ogilvy, but it's one of the largest agencies in the world. So we're super excited to have him on our team, leading our team. Um, and, you know, for him, you know, he's really trying to grow us for the next 20 years. Uh, we are expanding our services and offerings through uh, the things that he has experience in, but we are trying to stay true to our core foundations and our core approach of, you know, helping brands grow online. Um, we generally work with medium, small size businesses. Uh, we have, you know, we'll work with startups, but we'll also work with, with bigger brands. Um, it's really more about if it's the right fit and if we really think that we can help. Mm -hmm. So you just, so that's pretty cool. So you, you're not just focused on Amazon per se. A brand can come to you and say, hey, you know, like we're hearing about Walmart a little bit. You know, what, what are you guys hearing about Walmart? Or can you run our Google for us? Or can you right. give us a little bit of direction on uh, social? So it's not just Amazon focused, but you can kind of help brands that are on Amazon maybe kind of dabble in these other marketplaces. Is that, is that correct? Absolutely. And, you know, we try to look at that whole scope, right? Because I think it's important, you know, especially nowadays where you've got customers all over the place. I mean, people are shopping where they want to shop, right? If you, you know, if you like to shop on Amazon, you'll, you'll primarily shop there, but you have people who like to visit the site or you have people who like to shop on Facebook, right? You got people who still go to Google. Um, you know, so it's really important for brands to try to be where their customers are. Um, Amazon's a great place to do that, but it, it, again, it's not the only place to be, right? So when we're looking at the brand, you know, our brands, we're trying to see, okay, where do they fit in the e-commerce ecosystem, right? Where, what are the channels that they can win on based on their product, right? You've got certain products that are more, you know, like millennial focused that you would say, well, maybe a marketplace like Wish might even be a good opportunity. Let's look at paid social, right? Let's go see what's going on on TikTok, right? If it's a, if that type of product fits, right? You've got other products that are more established in, in retail and, you know, we're looking for more of a return focus. So, you know, we'll go on Amazon and we'll do more defensive strategies and we'll do, you know, we'll really focus on website optimizations and, and controlling your space on, on Google, right? So it's just, it depends on where you are as a brand and what your, what your goals and objectives are, right? And we try to listen to that and come to you with a strategy that makes sense. It's, it's interesting you bring that up because uh, uh, Chris and I are both sellers on Amazon as well as working in the space with Solozo. But when you're launching your business, uh, you don't realize where it can go and how many pieces are going to be a part of it. I mean, I started selling on Amazon. The next thing I know, I've got a Shopify site. So I have, you know, can have sell to people that are coming to my website directly. And then I'm on eBay and then I'm on Groupon. And now, and now I'm looking into Walmart and it becomes overwhelming uh, at some point it, for for a seller or a brand. At, at what point does it make sense to start looking at going to like a full agency approach like you offer? At what at what point is it a really good move for a company or a brand to start talking to you to handle the just that growth mentality? That's yeah, a great question, and I don't even know if there's really one answer to it. Right? I think that there's a there's a lot of reasons why why a full service agency can can really be beneficial, regardless of if you're a startup or or you're a, a big existing brand. Now, I think that some of the the big big brands, right? They've got internal teams that are really tackling that. Um, you know, so we're really usually again small medium sized businesses who are either hitting a plateau, they're looking to grow their internal bandwidth, right? Just like you mentioned, right? They don't have the team available to 
manage this growing business. So, you know, we kind of see it both ways where, you know, they're, again, they're maybe starting and they're growing faster than they thought. And they need an agency to come in and say, okay, where is our time best spent? Where should we be focusing? What should, what do we need to not focus on? Uh, vice versa, there may be brands that are uh, plateauing, right? And they've, they've kind of hit their peak and they're, they've run out of options and ideas. So they come to the agency side to say, hey, what else can we be doing? What else should we be doing right now to help grow business? Where can we get a biggest turnaround? So it, it really does depend. Hmm. That's interesting. What are, what are some of the things like when a brand comes to you, when, when you're kind of gauging on if you're going to work with them or not, uh, or if they're a good fit or not, mm-hmm. what are some of the mistakes that you are kind of looking for? Like, what are some common things that you're like, yeah, we got to get this fixed. We got to get this fixed. What are some of those things that you're, you're kind of seeing before you dive into it? Well, we always check. We always check the site. We always check the site, regardless of if you're if we're just talking to you about Amazon. If it doesn't matter really what channels we're looking at, we always want to look at the site see what's going on there. Um, we really value the direct channel. Uh, we think that, you know, look, you guys know this. I mean, Amazon, Amazon's got tons of awesome benefits, but at the end of the day, right with Amazon, you don't have as good customer experience as you do on site. You don't have that control. You don't get the data that you could get with a customer on site and the margins are going to be better on your site. So we really believe in those on site conversions. But you have to look at all those channels. So a common mistake is sometimes thinking that you need to be on a certain channel because that's what maybe some of the competitors are doing, right? So we have to do that because someone else is doing it, which isn't necessarily the case. They just may not have been as innovative as they need to be. And there's some other channels that are just ripe with opportunity for you. Um, So being kind of stubborn in the channel choices can be a big mistake. Understanding margins is a huge huge piece to this. And I think really on Amazon, it's, it's something I see all the time. And it's just, I, it's really incredible because you'll, you'll see these brands that are like, you know, we'll put them in the Solozo tool because we partner with Solozo and, you know, we're able to see profitability at the SKU base level and at the account level. And, you know, we'll do an audit and we'll throw these guys in Solozo and we'll see, oh my God, you know, these guys have been unprofitable for six months, right? And every sale they've been making, they've been, you know, unprofitable, right? This isn't uncommon, right? You see this happen. And so, mm-hmm. you know, understanding margins, especially on the marketplace side is super important um, because Amazon really doesn't give you that data, right? They don't give you that skew based profitability. It's so hard to figure out. That's why we utilize tools like Solozo to help our clients understand, okay, this is really where you're at. We throw in those cost of goods and that inbound shipping fee, right? We're giving you a true analysis of how much your product is, how much money you're making on each product. That is, that's such an interesting answer because we'll ask that a lot, you know, what are some common mistakes? And and you always hear like, you know, your images are bad or your title's bad and all those are problems. But not being profitable is a huge problem. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah. And uh, it, you're exactly right. There's so many different fees that come out on Amazon that you could think that you're making money on sales and you're not. And yeah, I mean, Chris and I are inside our Solozo accounts all the time checking out uh, our, that, what, what that profit is at the SKU level because it's hugely important. But that's really... That's really interesting because yeah, you if you don't fix that problem, everything else that you do is going to exacerbate it. You don't want to advertise. Right. No. And 
you have to know that number, right? You have to understand that because, you know, look, we get this a lot too, is where, you know, brands want to be on Amazon or they, you know, they want to be on other marketplaces. But sometimes, you know, Amazon isn't meant for everyone, right? It's, it's not like you will always have success if you go on Amazon. Not all products are created equal. Not all brands are created equal. Mm -hmm. um, and so sometimes it doesn't, it just doesn't fit. You don't have the margins. It doesn't make sense to be on Amazon. But sometimes the problem is they don't recognize that. So again, having a tool like, like Solozo, right? Where you can literally see that at the at the skew base level, you can make so many better decisions, right? For instance, we had this the other day, where we were looking at an account and they had a, um, you know, they they got a parent variation with a bunch of child products, and one of the child products that we were promoting a lot through paid ads, we ended up wasn't wasn't as profitable as we wanted to see. It was actually running negative slightly. Vice versa, there was a product on there, a child variation that performs really well organically that we weren't pushing paid ads to. We were able to quickly see that the margins on that product were way better. So we could then sit there and say, okay, let's adjust our paid spend, move it away from this one variation to this other variation, and both margins will, well, at least one of them will improve. The other one will probably balance out a little bit, but either way, we're getting more profit. Yeah. That's that's really amazing and, and interesting. And that's that's one of the things that I like about Amazon is the amount of data that you have yeah. uh, coming from it. And you can see that and you can make those adjustments. But yeah, I mean, I think right there you just sold on the power of having uh, working with an agency that has that experience that can quickly look at your account and make make quick wins to your account like that. Uh, that can that can make all the difference in the world. Um, uh, any other mistakes that you that you see real common with, uh, especially in the in like a, an Amazon client coming on? Because yeah. um, one thing that we'll see a lot, is, and it's happening a lot now too, with all these people that are now trying to jump into the e-commerce space that wasn't their business model before, but now this pandemic and the shutdown is hurt their margins on their brick and mortar and they're going online and so they're coming in with like weak listings uh you know just they haven't really tried very well it's just like you talk about it's not going to convert well if it looks bad but what are you seeing in, in that regard on amazon specifically that you're able to really help right off the bat with clients yeah great question i, I think one of the well one of the big ones is and i think we've all dealt with this this year is inventory FBA versus FBM, Vendor Central as well, but really we try to focus FBA and, and FBM. And you know, fulfilled by Amazon this year has been a mess, right? I mean, it's been really tough since COVID hit. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys are selling FBA, but I mean, it's just you know these wait times are are getting really bad. Um, you know, this whole limited restock thing is, has put a lot of people in, in tough situations at times, you know, we've had brands where it's been a huge challenge and we're just fighting Amazon constantly trying to get those, um, you know, those inventory levels increased so that they can sell more product. Uh, understanding which inventory management style is right for you is, is incredibly critical, right? I think that it's something that can get overlooked. Uh, very often you'll say, yeah, well, I'll just do FBA because, you know, I get prime and you know, that's that. And, you know, but again, this goes back to your margins. This goes back to uh, what your inventory team internally is capable of. Um, so we try to break that down for our clients as well. We'll try to sit there and say, okay, 
Um, you know, this is this is the current situation with you guys in FBA. This is what you could save if you do fulfillment by by Amazon how, or fulfillment by merchant. How quickly can you guys turn around inventory? Right, because it really seems like Amazon is taking some steps back almost in their fulfillment by Amazon approach. Um, it almost kind of seemed like they wanted people to kind of move to FBM a little bit this year. I don't know if that just was because they were, you know, their internal bandwidth was, was you know, running short or, or whatever it was, but I kind of got that sense over the past, I don't know, five, six months or so uh, that they were kind of pushing that way. So inventory is really huge. And then, you know, to get a little more specific, right, paid advertising and understanding full funnel approach. Um, I think that a lot of brands will, will come on and they'll just run some, you know, they'll run an automatic campaign and they'll let it go and, you know, they'll just kind of, that'll be it, right? You know, we've had that countless times where we'll take over a brand and there's really nothing going on in paid advertising when it's such an important tool within Amazon, right? It really shouldn't be undervalued because that's how you can see some big growth. Because again, right, and th there's another thing we learned through all this is, you know, your paid advertising spend can affect your organic rankings, right? So as you spend more through paid, what you can see is your organic sales going up. So when we look at paid advertising, again, we're trying to look full funnel, but we're also sitting there saying, okay, here's what your paid spend's doing, but let's look at total sales, not just paid spend to paid sales, because there is a, an effect on your organic traffic when you're spending on Amazon. So those are the two big areas I'd say where big misses. That's, yeah, that's really interesting too. Uh, that's another thing that gets reported inside of Solozo is that total ACOS where it includes the yep. organic sales, uh, which is a great metric. And, and you bring up a good point. I, and I wanted to ask this question because that's, that's to me, it seems like that phenomenon is unique to Amazon. The ability where you get that flywheel effect going, where you start driving traffic to your listing and you actually end up moving up the rankings organically. Um, that's, I mean, do you see, is that basic? I mean, that's the deal with Amazon and that's the benefit of yeah. Amazon. And you you don't get that same effect. Like if you drive traffic from Google to your website, it's not like yeah, all of a sudden you're getting a more awareness outside of that one ad. You know, you don't move up the rankings organically in Google <laughs> search right. of advertising and Amazon's unique that way. It, it is unique in that way. I mean, Google used to be that way, way back, right? When, when you know, you know, if you really break it down, right, what this is, is if you spend more, we're going to help you generate more sales. Not really a revolutionary thought process there, but, you know, that is, uh, that's kind of what Google used to do. Um, and then Google had to move away from that. And we're still seeing that on Amazon. Uh, will that be the case forever? I don't know, but you're exactly right with the concept of the flywheel effect, right? It, there, it really is. We've seen it, right? Running top of search campaigns. I mean, I work with Brock on your team all the time. We're always talking about, you know, top of search campaigns and how we can use our paid advertising to not, I don't want to use the word manipulate, but it is almost like that, right? It is kind of like a manipulation of the, the algorithm to say, um, you know, hey, let's grow our organic traffic through this investment in a specific keyword or um, a few select keywords that we want to show up well for. Yeah. Let's say, uh... So let's say a brand comes to you and they're, they're you know, they're, they're plateauing. They're doing like five, six figures a month. They just can't get over that hump. They're always steady. It's constantly that, you know, five or six figures. What is an easy victory 
for for e accountable like for us it's like we see a, an account with like, hey just do a catch-all campaign it's an easy victory you just throw a bunch of products in an auto you'll start to see a lot of sales what is that easy victory for e accountable if somebody comes to you yeah good question and and i don't know if there's an easy victory there i think that you know I think some of the things that we'll do, I mean, we have a three-step approach when we take on any any account, right? It's a, number one is we look at the account uh, and we review it. So if it's a new account, it's account creation. If it's an existing, we'll review the account because oftentimes what we can find is there's things within that account structure that aren't set up properly. You don't have variations built out the right way. Um, you've got some outstanding case that's holding you back for whatever reason. You've got some account metric, you know, your inventory performance score is lower than it needs to be. Right. Sometimes you can find something right there that is your easy win. Um, but once we've reviewed the account, we'll go ahead and review content next. So if it's new content that needs to be built, we'll build it. But if it's existing, we'll go ahead and audit the, the content. Um, make sure that it's, we really focus on two things in terms of content. Number one is want to be SEO friendly, right? Make sure that we have the keywords that we need to have in there. Uh, they're prominent, they're visible, right? Uh, but also, and I think, frankly, more importantly, is the customer experience side of the content, right? Because that's really what this is about is Amazon wants to create the best customer experience. So when we're building content, that has to be our key focus, right? Because if, if we're not converting well on the page, you know, I'd love to get a thousand people to the page and just keyword stuff, right? But it's not going to convert well. So it's kind of like, you know, it's counterintuitive to do the, you know, keyword stuffing. So we try to get the keywords in there, but we really focus on when you get to the page, are we explaining what the product is, how it works, and why you should buy it, right? If we can do those three things, we got a good chance at a conversion. And then on the paid side, I mean, Easy Wins catch-all campaign, that's spot on. I mean, you know, we definitely recommend catch-all campaigns. Um, you know, we like to look at using, and this is if you're a, more of a brand with a big group of products, because oftentimes with Amazon, right, you have a couple top sellers, you know, and then you've got the, you know, a good chunk of products, like 80-20 rule, right? So we, we try to do is look at cross-selling through sponsored brand ads um, or, or sponsored display and even sometimes sponsored product ads as well. But really the concept of defensive targeting to show our products against our own products so that when a customer goes to one of our pages, right, it's filled with, it's filled with our products. They're not even seeing a competitor. Um, and that keeps them engaged in our brand. It helps show them new product and help increase his average order value, which if we can get that number up, right, we're doing really well. It's a good good point right there. I love that defensive. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, uh, I'm looking at your website right now, Nick, and at the, at the bottom, there's a, a form to fill out the consultation, and it says, I want three big ideas. <laughs> tell me. Tell me, tell me about the uh, what what you do here. So if a client comes to you, you get you give them three three home run ideas here. Yeah, we'll give yeah we'll give you some winning ideas, no doubt about it. I think that you know we, we got to get on that first call and understand again kind of where you are and what your goals are um, because that's the other thing too, guys. I mean, sometimes you know, I know clients have great intentions and these brands have great intentions, but sometimes their their goals are either unrealistic or they're you know, they're doubting themselves and they can do way more than they think they can. And so you know, we need to have that initial call to get that gauge. But yeah, we'll come to you with some big ideas. No doubt about it. I like it. I, that, I saw I that. Like that uh, I was looking over the side. I'm like, that's, that's, that's really a, good. I like that's a Dirk price right, right there. What's that? Give him a little love. Dirk, remember, you remember Dirk. I think oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Dirk's how we, we got connected. Uh, or I talked to you and then Dirk flew out to Kansas City. He's the is it the owner, president of founder, founder of E Accountable. Uh, man, he's a wealth of knowledge. That yeah. had a, that's fun. And we had some great barbecue in Kansas City. So you got to get out here. I know. Uh, come out here for a Chiefs uh, Raiders game. We'll go get some barbecue. We'll try not. We'll try to make sure you don't get beat up in the parking lot. What does not happen here? Oh man, it sounds like a Raider game. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, but that's. Uh, I really like that on your website. The three big ideas. That's that caught my attention. It yeah. shows you guys. You shows you guys will really review it and really give, uh, like you're talking about, some winning ideas. Um, all right, just like let's. Think about the future, and we'll focus feature on Amazon. What do you see in the near future, long-term future, happening in the Amazon space? Do you see, you know, more people piling in? Do you see it becoming saturated? What do you What do you see in the Amazon space for the future? Yeah, I think uh, you know it's a great question, um, and I think no one's really got the answer. I mean, this is. This is something we've seen this year, right? It's it's you have to be versatile, you have to be adaptable, um, adjustable, right? You have to be flexible with all this. So mm -hmm. I think that the competition will go up on Amazon. Um, I have no doubt about that. But I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, right? I think that in in some cases, right, you can make an argument that as your uh, as more competition comes in, the market share of the entire category can go up. There can be more volume going into the entire category, which can benefit you if, if treated the right way. Um, so I'm not necessarily concerned about there being more competition. I do think there will be, though. Um, I see Walmart and other marketplaces as a, as a legitimate threat. Uh, I think Walmart has invested significantly into trying to be like Amazon. I mean, it's literally called like seller, what is it, seller center, right? So it's like, I mean, it's the same deal. These And a lot of these agents for marketplaces are trying to do the same thing. They're trying to mimic Amazon. Um, they're trying to have better offerings than Amazon. And I think that they're still well behind, but Amazon needs to continue to be innovative and they continue, they need to continue to push the pedal forward um, because these guys are coming, right? These, these other, you know, marketplaces are coming and, you know, they, they see what Amazon has and that's what they're looking to do. Um, so I think Amazon needs to be mindful of, of that as well. Um, but, you know, in the next year, few years, I think, I think Amazon is, is going to continue to grow. I don't, I don't necessarily see anything there. I think the big question is, you know, what do marketplaces look like five, 10 years from now, right? Is it, you know, is Amazon still Amazon in 10 years? And, you know, I'll ask that question to you guys. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> it's, uh, my, I'll tell you my take. I mean, Am Amazon does not seem to be slowing down. It's growing. Right. It's innovating. Neither are the competitors. Um, I think online in general isn't even close to what it's going to be. I mean, we're especially after what's happened with the pandemic, where you just trained everybody how to order online. I mean, if you're in the grocery segment right now, you just you probably and so few of your clients would trust ordering online, and now they all do. Right. Got to get on there super fast. Um, so I think it's interesting. I, I do think I like what you talked about with the marketplace. I mean, at it, as the more people get on there, as more, but there's also more shoppers. So this whole pie is growing. So the sliver of your pot of that pie can get bigger that you can capture. Um, but 
me personally, I know Chris and I talking about this. What I love about this is it you've got to stay on your toes. It's always mm -hmm. changing. <laughs> There's yep. I mean, Amazon's going to launch something new. That's why we love this podcast because we stay out. We're trying to stay on top of it. I mean, Amazon will launch some new uh, ad platform. And if you're an early adopter, you can hit a home run on it. You know, you don't want to be left behind. Yes. There's so many different things like that. And and I hope these competitors do come on. I hope it, Walmart and all them do because it'll put pressure. It'll put pressure to keep what, and what fees are charged to sellers. That'll become a very competitive area, you know, and all that stuff. So. It's, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be, yeah. but that's certainly why somebody needs to be working with you, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because so they can make, so they can manage all of that. That's a lot. Yeah. No. I mean, we we try to look at that full picture, and again, you know, we don't, you know, we don't have that magic eight ball that's going to tell us what that future holds. But I mean, right now, Amazon is a huge opportunity for a lot of brands. It's just, it's you gotta. You got to do it the right way. And I think that's the, that can be the miss and that can be where you get those bad experiences, right? Cause you hear about those stories all the time where Amazon's a horror show and it's just, you know, it's a disaster. It's like, well, yeah, but you know, you, you might not have set it up the right way. And it may, right. there may have been some other factors that, that, you know, kept you back. Right. But in reality, you know, it is a great platform. And, you know, again, from our side, we try to look whole picture, but you know, you can't deny the power of, of Amazon right now. I mean, there's just, there's nothing, there's nothing even coming close in terms of how many people are going on there every day, how many subscribers they have. I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, it's ridiculous. And I think to your point, it's only going to keep growing in the near future, at least. Mm -hmm. You make a good point there. We talked to some sellers that are like, you know, I was doing really well back five years ago on Amazon, but now it's just, it's gotten too competitive. It's like, but you, you, you took your eye off the ball. Yeah. You, know, like you, you didn't pay attention to it. You were doing great. Your competitor, you had a competition come in, and you just let it sit. Don't blame Amazon for that. That that's something that you forgot to, to keep your eye on. That's not Amazon's fault. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, the Chiefs a few weeks ago against the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely took their eye off the ball because there was no way it was the Raiders' good football that won that game. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was the Chiefs falling apart. Uh, no, on a whole, a whole other uh, what you're talking about. It's the same thing as we talk to people again that are saying they'll complain. Oh, Amazon, they charge me too much fees. I'm much more profitable when I sell on my website, uh, so I don't even want to get involved in it. And you're like, well, there's ten people that go to your website per day, and there's a billion that go to Amazon. Right. So if you're 99 percent of them have no idea who you are. They've never exactly, heard of you yeah. before. Yeah, so customers. That's the whole yeah. thing. That's what we. That's the thing that I hear a lot um, when people, you know, like their concerns about Amazon is, you know, I'm worried about it taking existing customers. We have we haven't seen that in any data that we've looked at at all. Um, if anything, it grows new customer base. And frankly, what we have seen through the data is as Amazon grows, guess what? Website grows. Right. Mm -hmm. It's this omni channel approach. And that's what's happening right now in e-commerce, I feel. And so being on Amazon, it, sh it shouldn't necessarily be viewed as a, um, you know, oh, it's going to take away business. It, it should really be viewed in the light of this is going to grow business for me. Because, again, just to your point, the majority of people on Amazon have no idea who you are. I mean, unless you're Nike or, you know, one of these massive brands. Right. It's like, you know, these people don't know you. So a lot of this is new customer acquisition every day. Mm -hmm. That's such yeah. a good point. And, and I use the analogy when I talk to people all the time. It's like, imagine you were a company 
20 years ago and you were starting a brand new brand and nobody knew about you, but you had the ability to walk into Walmart and shove your product on the middle shelf on the middle aisle of Walmart. That's what Amazon's allowing you to do basically is you're right. able to be a no name startup brand and be the first product somebody sees when they type in a major keyword on Amazon. I mean, it's incredible that opportunity there. Um, it's oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's just, and, and it, it, that's how you can get your business really growing. We think of Amazon in some situations, we use Amazon as an incubator mm -hmm. for testing new products, right? We work with a couple of manufacturers right now and they don't know what to sell on Amazon or in general, they're looking to build their D to C presence. And, you know, they're trying to figure out what products to sell, where there's opportunity, right? And we're saying, well, Let's go check Amazon instead of going and building out a $10,000 website and going to push a bunch of advertising right to this to this new site that's going to get, you know, maybe only a few visitors to start with. Let's go to Amazon, test it there, see if you've got something that's viable, something that works. And then we can come back to the website and grow and grow all that side of the business. Mm -hmm. That's that's fascinating. I mean, that's essentially what Chris and I do with our product. I mean, that we test products. If they sell, we go with them. If they don't, we ditch them super quick and then move on to the next product. Well, and, and Amazon's the best place for that. You know, I'll tell you one other thing that we, we've been doing recently. This is pretty cool. We've been utilizing our Amazon data from some of our clients to then go pitch to the big box stores. So we'll say, hey, your Amazon or They'll go to these stores like a Walmart or a Costco and say, hey, our Amazon is doing this. This is how much volume we're getting. This is our best sellers rank, right? These guys are in store right now. This is their best sellers rank. We're outperforming them on Amazon. And they're using, they think that's legitimate data, the Walmarts and the Costcos, right? They're, they're using that as real data that's valuable. Uh, so we're leveraging Amazon's information and data that we're getting on that channel to push brick and mortar, which is getting pretty exciting. That's really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That might be something we uh, talk off podcast about. Because <laughs> uh, that. that's, that's interesting. Um, I thought that forever. I had a couple products and I'm like, there's, I'm beating brand names in some of these categories of some of my products. I mean, really big brand names. And I'm like, that's, that's gotta be worth something. Uh, yeah. And that's a really good approach. I should have been going to Walmart and showing them the data. That's that's well, a really interesting approach, right? I mean, it's 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 data that they know they can trust because of how much volume is on Amazon, right? It, it is a, you know, it's not true brick and mortar, obviously, but I mean, it does give some resemblance, right? In terms of the shelf space, the volume competition, right? So if you can prove that it's working for you on Amazon and you're outperforming these competitors that are taking up that shelf space in store, I mean, you've got, I mean, you've at least got something that you can come to them with and say, hey, maybe you need to reconsider. Maybe you need to look at this again. Something to piggyback on that. I've seen it where you'll get a buyer from like another website like Home Depot or Lowe's and they'll see that you're killing it on Amazon and they'll reach out to you uh, through through that contact form and say, hey, we're interested in putting your stuff in our you know, Home Depot or Lowe's. Mm -hmm. Based off of just the assumption that you're selling well because you have a bestseller badge or you got a lot of reviews. So there's people out there, there's buyers out there that are focusing on what's selling on Amazon so that they can add that product to their offering for their customers as well. So 
a lot of people are looking at Amazon as different ways to like get new products for their for their offers for their customers. Exactly. I mean, it's just it's a great channel to to learn, test, right? It's not you know there's a the expenses with Amazon, but when you're talking about hey, do I build a website for ten thousand dollars or do I go see if this is even worth it, right? Amazon. I mean, what better channel than Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the tidal wave. Like you just stand in front of the wave and you'll just get hit with all the cash. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. And Nick, this has been so much information uh, and just, just great. It, for everyone out there um, that would like to get in touch with you, how yeah. can they get, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, what is the, the process of just, um, you know, evaluating whether that relationship would work, would work? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you can always come to our site. It's eaccountable.com, E and then the word accountable.com. Um, you can reach us via email at team at eaccountable.com. Um, I'm obviously Nick Minacucci. You can contact me on LinkedIn, right? Um, anywhere there. So, yeah, I mean, definitely visit our website, though. You can learn more about kind of what we offer. But um, I think if you're really trying to gain some insight into what we do and how we may be able to help your business out there, Give us a call or send us an email and we'll we'll do a deep dive and we'll give you those uh those three big ideas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Nick, that was fantastic. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh everyone out there, visit eaccountable.com, reach out to Nick, uh, get those three big ideas, uh, see what they can do for you. Um also, if all this information on this podcast is valuable, make sure you're subscribing to our podcast. You can always see us. We go live on Facebook, YouTube. We'll be going live on LinkedIn here shortly. Uh, so you can see us everywhere. Uh, we're having a blast doing this. Nick, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Um, it was great. We'll get you out here for a Raiders game. We'll get some barbecue. Oh, we're doing it, man. Sure. We'll, we'll we're doing it. We're doing it. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, look, you guys got an awesome podcast. I love listening to it. You know, there's got to be, um, you know, we need people doing stuff like this to help sellers and help people understand what Amazon is about, what it takes, right, and how to do it the right way. I think that that only helps all of us anyway. So, you know, I, I think you guys are uh, you guys are doing a great job, man. Keep it up. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we'll get you back on. We'll, we'll do another one. We'll go, we'll go down some different topics with you because uh, you, you got a wealth of information. So, We'll, we'll reach out. We'll do it again. And uh, anyway, that was fun, Nick. We'll be here. Uh, everyone that's listening, we'll be back at this uh, Monday uh, after the Chiefs win uh, on Monday. <laughs> so we'll be back. I'm ready. I'm ready to win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, have a great day, and we'll be back at this on Monday. See ya. See ya.